Welcome, everybody. G'day, g'day, g'day. Wednesday Night Live. Here we are. Wednesday Night Live. No Yogi Bear. What the story with that, mate? Where is he? He's lost in the outback. Is he? Yeah. Is he outback, is he outback trucking, is he? Well, I don't know if he's actually outback trucking as per he's se, just, but he's, he's, just he's trucking the in the outback there somewhere. He's I don't, out the back. I don't think he's too far from home. Right. But, um, obviously not near Telstra Tower at the moment. <laughs> well, uh, that's not unusual in Western Australia, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. No, no. We can be yeah. close to them here and they don't work either. Oh, don't even start me. Don't want to start yet. Don't start me this early, mate. It's no. only we're, we're not even a few minutes in. We've just we've had the highway to hell. Mm-hmm. And then you would have a crack. I'll have a crack. Going on Telstra. about Telstra. Jeez. I think they should change their business names to effing Telstra. Yeah, I think. well, I think we've been, everyone's been down that path. Mate. Yeah. You get Telstra. I reckon you're having a conversation with someone and then you'll be a few minutes into the conversation and they'll go, ah, no, can't have that anymore. Mm. We'll cut you off now. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. Go on. You want to know what the worst part about this? They carry on about all this black spot stuff. Mm. So you've started me. You've started me now, right? Mm. You can you can drive out of Perth, or you can drive your interstate truck driver. You know, you be on the phone talking to the missus about anything, you know, mm. and you've got nowhere to pull up because there's nowhere to pull up in a truck these days. There's no rest areas or anything, and and you you'd be saying to the missus, oh, "I'm going to go around this corner and up over this hill in about five k's, babe. I'm going to be out of phone service, <laughs> right?" <laughs> If, the, if Telstra want to know where the phone black spots are, ask, ask the, the wives. interstate truck drivers. Eh? <laughs> ask their wives, you mean? Ask the wives. Mm. You know, yeah. it's like that. It's like that. Like that thing they did the other week with the, talking about the rest areas. That crowd I was talking about on the news on the podcast the other day. Yeah, that some some crowd do a big study about what we need for rest areas. Like Christ, I mean, what's Sterlo been doing for the last couple of years? I don't know. Mm. Let's form an advisory group. They said, "Well, what's the rest area steering committee?" You know, you could, we could solve the problem with with a, a plate full of bacon, egg sandwiches, and a few cups of coffee. Half a dozen truck truck drivers around a, a table in a roadhouse solved the problem. Research cost a hundred bucks. Is it like a survey on to where um, fatigue related accidents are? Well, you could well, do that too. Just, just go and mark the road where the accident was. It's a fairly good sign. Yeah, but no, no, is it really though? <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. If you if you look at where all the fatigue related, I had a chat with Hang on, hang on. What? Are you about what? to make some common sense or not? No, I'm sorry. I'll try to avoid it. Right. right I'll, I'll try to avoid it. Right. Had a chat with Ab, a, a, Adam Gibson from NTI about that exact thing, mm-hmm. and he's got a whole whole bloody bunch of slides from the Natasi reports that show. But we can look at where the fatigue-related accidents occur, and it's just a really good map of the the main highways in Australia. <laughs> so they're just everywhere, what, is that what you're saying? Well, they're all over the place. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, we can it would, logically, you would say, let's pinpoint where the fatigue-related accidents happen, and maybe that's where the rest areas should be. And logically, you would think that makes sense, but Adam's data shows that it doesn't make any sense at all to think that. Yeah, right. So, you know, we do need to have a look at having things uh, a certain amount. I believe Sterlo, uh, Sterlo, I say Sterlo, 
Senator Glenn Steele is going to be joining us later on in the hour. To That's this, right. Uh, yeah. We have yeah. a bit of a chat. Might rack him up and find out if it's actually going to cost me a box of cans or not or a box of bottles. Ah, too early to tell, uh, mate. Too early to tell. Uh, too, too early, early to, to tell. tell. Yeah. We're coming down to the we're coming down to the bottom. What do the Americans say? The bottom of the ninth. Are we? We are. Well, he might be able to give you some insights there, eh? Well, he bloody well better because it's going to cost me two boxes of stubbies if if we don't get something for the <laughs> end of the year. Yeah. And I, and I oh, there's two things I hate: buying other blokes beer when I when I beat Rob about something. I just thought it was spending money. No, no, I can do that all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that all right. Good. Just spend other people's money even better than mine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway. What's the other big news of the day? The other big news of the day? Hmm. Um, well, I I, um, I missed out on getting a parcel that ended up at your place. <laughs> that, that's big news. I, I could tell you how sneaky we are, but then I'd be admitting guilt, wouldn't I? <laughs> I was very concerned. I rang, I rang, I rang our printer up, folks. Just in case you don't know what's going on, there was supposed to be the first ten copies of Trucker Life magazine was supposed to be sent to me. I was supposed to have them in my hot little hand that day. Mike Williams. And, yep. So they addressed they addressed them to me at Craig's address with someone else's phone number on it, mm. and it did cause a great amount of laughter amongst the crew. Um, but it also caused me some small amount of consternation because I had to ring a printer up and say, geez, you've sent the magazine to the right place, haven't you? Mm-hmm. And they, they assured me that they have, so we, yeah. will, we, we will actually have some. And then I was supposed to go and get some bags, some truck and life bags, right? And yeah. I thought, I'll just I'll snaffle one of those bastards out of that little shipment. <laughs> and they're not even man sent to me. No. No, so I'm missing out. I, I said I need a hug. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> hey, I'll no? put one in a post pack and send it to you tomorrow. How's well, that? I want, I want one. I want one of those. I, I want a, a truck and life over, like not not the. I want like a proper full size bag. I don't want the. Well, maybe I do. All right. Maybe I want one of each. So you'd like a truck and life bag, yeah. a hat, yeah. a shirt, yeah, and a magazine. Yeah. Right, eh? I'll tell you what you can do. You can come to the Casino <laughs> Truck Show and you can buy can, one like everybody else. Oh, well, no, you no. think you're so special, editor? No. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I could just, can't I get myself a merch pack? Yeah, can you can. Can I have yeah. a free subscription? Uh, no. No, we're not, not giving them out for free. But anyway, no, they have turned up here and we've um, decided that we will leave them in their box and, yeah. until His Majesty gets here. That's Yogi. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. It's been a team effort and actually it's turned out for the best. Yeah, yeah. It has turned out for the best because now we will be there Next Wednesday night mm. at Truck and Life headquarters. Maybe we should do a live feed of us opening up the first one. That's a good idea. Do you know how to do that? A live feed? Yeah. Um, what, like a video feed? Like a Go live video. on Facebook. Live on Facebook. Can we, can can we do, do that? 
We can do that. We can go. We can be talking on the radio. Mm-hmm. And we can be live on Facebook at the same time. Yeah, it's a challenge, isn't it? It's a challenge. I'll have to. You'll t- work. I'll have to tidy up the studio. You will get rid of all. Get rid of all the honey whiskey bottles. Well, the, I was collecting them. The the, the empty stubbies. Yeah. And and uh, the empty chip packets. Yeah, I was more worried about the messy wiring. <clears throat> I'm <laughs> worried about the messy wiring. Yeah, I'll have I'll, to put, I'll... I have a knife here that I often stab the the um, notepad with. Right. Just you know, when I get a bit frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. I got a uh, I got a text message from someone that I had a bet with on the on the stubby situation. Yeah. And apparently, Senator Stoke could join us to drink them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Eh. <laughs> Hey, are they coming the other way if if something happens here? Um, well, yes. As a matter of fact, if if something does happen, so we might all just an... end up on the east coast drinking them. <clears throat> but this is the thing, right? Mm. Something has actually got to happen. Mm. Not talk, not just talk. Mm. Something has actually got to happen. There's got to be a spade or a shovel or a grater or a bulldozer or some bloody thing right. has actually have to have happened. Say, just a man with a shovel, you say? I think it might take more than a shovel. You just said a spade. Say, what's the difference between a spade and a shovel? Well, a a shovel's got a pointy nose and a spade's got a square nose. So what is it, a spade or a shovel that's got to turn a bit of dirt somewhere? I I don't know. As long as it's not something that's like, you know, one of those shiny bloody things with a bit of engraving and a politician standing there with a... Bit of fluoro and a helmet on for a photo opportunity. Better take that off the agenda for the next meeting. M- make an announcement. <laughs> no, no silver spade. No silver spade. Yeah. I don't want. A, I don't want an announcement. I want something to actually happen, right. like every other truck driver in this country. Mm-hmm. And something to actually happen. Well, we might have to let Glenn talk about that one. I think we should. Yeah. So. I think we should. It's I'm looking good. forward to it. Looking forward to talking to Glenn. I've, He's been uh, he's been out and about. He's been helping uh, helping us with the, a few things. Helping us get organised for the um, Hall of Fame. For the Hall of Fame, yep. We'll see him out there. And uh, there's a great long list of other people we'd like to invite to come out. Mm. They can pay their own way though. Mm. Yeah, but um, uh, and 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 Sirl's paying his own way too. Yeah. I must add. You're you're uh, paying my way, aren't you? I don't know, am I? Uh, am I? Well, I think we had a bill ready for you. Did you? Oh, your badges is that much about going, so I think it's only fair you pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go. It's like it's like Sheldon knocking on the door of you know. Yeah, yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Craig, are you coming? Knock, knock, knock. Craig, he's coming. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But anyway, we wanted that's to right. go, and we 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 we'll be on a plane. You will be soon heading it that way, so. You, you will be on a plane. So we've also got Trevor Vale coming on tonight. But, um, yep. Now by Trev. So we might um, might actually go to a song and we might see if we can find Trev. Right, I'll do um, that. Yeah, obviously Yogi's not around. So no. Someone to come on and help co-host the show. Yep, he's lost in K-Town. Yeah, so yep. go, to, um, go to a bit of the clash, eh? Right on. Right on. We'll be right back, guys. Okay. 
Enjoy that song, bit of the clash. Should we? Should we stay or should we go? Sometimes, Mike, I wonder. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we've found um, Trevor. Trevor Vale, yeah. how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Welcome how to is the show. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. That's our pleasure. Should we get you on and hear your uh, hear your views on the on the shape of things to come, mate. Mm. Oh, I think there's a there's a lot of changes coming. I yeah. think um, I think there has to be a lot of changes to come. Uh, yeah, it's, um, as we all know that the industry is going um, south at the moment. I think rather than north. Yep, you may well but, be um, right about that. Mm. But um, yeah, I thought you touched on rest areas before. I think we've yeah. lost the feed. Yeah, well, you, I mean, just are you sure, things. Mike, or is it just you again? No, it's just me again. 
<laughs> yeah. right. Sorry about that. Yeah, just one of Mike's overreactions. Yeah. Oh, no. Mike yeah. doesn't overreact. No, not very often. No, no. I just, I just, you know what, you know what happened? I'm not even going to tell you what happened. No. Uh, all right, I'll admit to it. I moved the screen to a, I moved the thing onto a different screen. Mm-hmm. And when I did it, changed the resolution. Yeah. And and just because of the way, the, just all the technical stuff, because I'm not as technically oriented as you are, mm-hmm. I ended up looking at something I wasn't familiar with and it looked like I'd lost the feed. No, you need more screens. I need more screens. I need, I, what I need is that big screen that you've got. I might vlog that buddy while I'm up there. Yeah, well, it's got one of those chains around it that you is padlock to your desk, so you'll have to take the desk as well. Right. Sorry, Trevor, I've interrupted you yeah. now, mate, with my... No, no, inept. you're all right, mate. It just sounds like you've lost another resolution. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost more than bloody Ooh. resolution, let me tell you, Trevor. Yeah. I really yeah. am. I'm losing yeah, mate, my I, damn I was, I was very interested before listening to you about rest areas. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I mean, I, it, it, it's easy to sit back and say that a couple of truck drivers can sit around and sort it out willy nilly easy. Um, yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it's that easy, but it's um, I think it's common sense uh, where rest areas should be, but it's not where the rest areas should be. It's the size of the rest areas they're putting in. Oh, well, there's that too, mate. I, I was being a little bit flippant and sarcastic when I said that. I, <laughs> I must admit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these, these rest areas they put on the side of the highway now, like, well, they wouldn't call them rest areas. They're rest parking bays. Mm. You can fit one truck in there if you're lucky. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I know a couple of rest areas around that you can fit 10 and 12 trucks in. I don't, yeah. don't see why they can't do that more uh, in more areas. Yeah. Mm. There's yeah, been millions yeah. and millions of dollars on roads. Yeah. Why can't they just, you know, extend a bit out, put a bit of bitumen there for the trucks to, to pull up in? They're always on about yeah. fatigue. Well, yeah. I mean, they're very good at up in up in Rocky. They've been taking it all away, mate. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah, and that, that's nothing yeah. unusual, though. Yeah. That's nothing unusual. Oh, we've got a new one over here at Waco. Yeah. Um, apparently, they're putting facilities in there and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes. They'll probably end up charging people for it, though. Where, where's that oh. at, Trevor? At Wakehold, mate. Yeah, right, eh? Apparently, they've been advertising it for a while up here. It's going to accommodate, oh, I can't remember how many trucks it was now, but it's, you know, 20 or 30 trucks, maybe yeah. more. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's a big, big open area, bitumized. Um, yeah, apparently, they're going to have all the facilities there, so. Uh, but like I wouldn't have a food facilities, but toilets and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how it goes. Yeah, well, should um, should be interesting if, if as long as they can keep the the local the local parkers out of there. That'd be good. Yeah, they're being they're being towed away now, aren't they? I've noticed. I saw something the other day about um, uh, BP. One of the BPs in Melbourne. There, they're actually starting to tow yeah. Yeah. rigid trucks out. Yeah, that's a trainer, isn't it? I think that might have been where I saw it, yeah. Mm, so yeah. It, it's good that they're actually taking some responsibility because it must cost them a lot. You know, it, it's hard to have a restaurant there when when people have got nowhere to park. So oh, it's obviously going to suffer, isn't it? It's oh, too yeah, bad but... if you 
too bad if you run an interstate in a rigid day. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's you at the point there. <laughs> I, I think they'd probably be well aware of who might be in there as an interstate oh, driver. Well, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. who parks there every day. So oh, you get a lot of single tippers parked there, mate. They're not interstate. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, once again being flippant. Um the, no, no, Is that twice no, in that's, one that's day? Fair. It is. That, it that's, is. That's, that's that's fair, Mike though. I mean, you're right in saying what you said. I don't think it was flippant at all. I, I think it was you're right in what you said, but um, they, they, these these people that run the service stations, uh, they they know who's local. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other part but, about it is too that you, you you get these guys. I mean, you can only look around the BP at Archerfield. You can look at that Liberty Surge Service Centre uh, buddy uh, at the end of the Archerfield Airport. You go out the back of that, and it's full of buddy ridges mm. all the yeah, time. Absolutely, absolutely you know? is. And, and you go to Truganina in Melbourne, full of ridges. Eastern Creek, full of ridges, full of local trucks. I mean, yep. no one wants to pay for their for their depot anymore. You go up around the back of tolls around Eastern Creek, there's trailers parked all over the place because apparently toll don't need to pay for their parking anymore. You're parking around the Eastern Creek now and have a sleep, you're very likely to get a blister for having a sleep there. Mm. Yeah. I wonder what happens to all the toll trailers that are parked there. Are they getting blisters as well? I doubt it. And if they are, um, I wonder who's paying for all that, you know? Probably cheaper than a depot anyway. Probably cheaper than the depot Mm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. I know a few companies that would rather pay a fine than, than, um, how do I say it? Well, let's just say they were going over height Mm. a lot. Yeah. And um, it was... Better for them to take the fine than to leave freight behind. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So they they just run the gauntlet all the time, and yeah. if they got caught, they got caught. If they didn't, they didn't yeah. worry. You know, it was yeah. all good. Mm. Yeah. I think one of the things with a lot of the new stuff they build, you know, they have to change their design rules as well because we are increasing the size and length of of our combination. So, you know, when they build new service centres and things like that, they really need to start making yeah. sure that those bays are well in excess of 30 metres. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, and you need to make sure that, you know, a 12-metre caravan doesn't pull out park in there. Yeah. Yes. Or, you know, you know what, well, I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of a different view to this, you know. You know what yeah. we've, got to stop, we've got to stop doing? What's we've that? got to stop deciding every time we need to improve our bloody freight carrying abilities, add another trailer into a combination, <laughs> and expecting a driver to work for two cents a kilometre more. That's yeah. what we've got to stop doing. Yes. Yep. Well, you know, I, can, because... I can get a job. I can get a job local uh, that yeah. pays that pays just as much, um, like per kilometre. If I go per kilometre local, I can mm. get it just as much in a single and what you can in a double or doing on interstate. Mm. Bloody ridiculous! Yeah, I mean, there's so many, com- so many conversations you can have around all that, you know. And uh, I mean, obviously, certain amount of uh, difference of opinion about whether the kilometre rate and the uh, the hourly rate, etc., is better. Some people have got different opinions. We'll probably be doing a show on that in a couple of weeks again. But um, you know, in fact, the matter is that something's got to change. And well, you know. if you go from the industry I come from, from car carrying, uh, mm. a single carries seven cars. Yep. Uh, majority of the time they can't carry eight, but they majority of the time carry seven. Yep. Um, let's say from from Melbourne to, to Brisbane, for instance, 
they give me so 38 cents a kilometre or something like that. Mm. Um, do the same thing at B-Double that carries 10. So you're moving more freight, you've got more responsibility, you're heavier, you're yeah. longer, all the above, yeah. and you're only getting 41 cents. Yeah, and you've got or, or 42 you're cents. You're on restricted routes. It's harder for you to find places to park. And yep. you're going and you're going slower. Your overall average speed is slower. Absolutely. So Absolutely. You know, you're getting paid forty bucks more to do the trip, hmm. and it's, losing time. A lot of it's responsibility on the driver. I mean, hmm. the extra responsibility on a B double driver compared to a single driver um, hmm. is enormous. Hmm. Uh, they're, they're harder to drive. They're harder to pull up. They, like you say, they're longer. They're harder to manoeuvre. Um, yeah. So, so therefore, the, the driver should be rewarded for yeah. what he's doing. Mm. Uh, what do you think about it? Of... Well, well, sorry, go on. I'll shut up. No, go on. Go, you're go, right. go, go Trev. Go. No, you're right. Go on, Mike. I was going to say that if you just think about it strictly on the basis of pallets, right, yes. you cannot you cannot tell me that the likes of Tolls and Blue Star and all these people, the big pallet carters, you know, the overnighters and all that sort of thing that move the, you know, or have the largest slice of the various freight tasks, you can't tell me that they don't charge the same price per pallet space, whether it's in an A trailer or a B trailer or a bloody D trailer. They don't care. Mm. Your customer's paying $200 a pallet space or whatever it is, right? And yet the driver who has got to wait and work and route around with this, control the combination, drive it down the road, is getting cents in the dollar for yeah. the extra work that they're doing. You know? That's the problem. That's the problem, Mike. And that's the, the problem. Mm. It's the problem. So it's, to it's... me, it wears a bit thin, that's all. It's a hot-button subject yeah. for me. It's a red rag to a ball. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't change you can't change kilometre rate mm. uh, to an hourly rate because that's just ridiculous because people would take too much advantage of it. You think? Um, uh, just a little bit. What about, um, trust, what about trust but verify, Trev? doesn't I mean, happen anymore. But the, all these tra- all these trucks and, and trailers are all tracked. Every yeah. single bloody trailer that you can come out with today, every prime mover's got a tracker on them. Yes. Right? You, the yep. boss will know. The boss will know within a week who's taking the mickey and who's not. If you've got any sort of a, a manager... He's paying attention to what's going on. He's got his eye on the ball. If he's got someone who's taking the piss, he'll spot him straight away. Well, then that calls for hourly rate on the highways. It does. And, that, and I'll they, be calling that, for that, that forever. But that's, that's um, going to be the case. I mean, you've got subcontractors who who don't go on an hourly rate, obviously. They go yeah. by, by freight. Yeah. But if, if you're talking big major companies, toll... Um, you know, Linfox, all them sort of things. We're talking those companies and they've got tracking devices on all their vehicles. It should be hourly rate. Well, you know, the, 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 the reality is, and I've said this over and over and over again, I mean, I don't know if we should really be out with this conversation right now, but, you know, all of our work that we do is measured by the hour. The logbook works on an hour, on an yep. hourly rate. So for me... There are people around here that carry on about the kilometre rate and how we don't want to go to electronic work diaries and all that sort of stuff. For me, they've completely got the wrong end of the stick because the the logbook itself, the electronic logbook, is the greatest defence that a driver's got 
against an unscrupulous manager or fleet controller or whatever, the hours that you've worked are there, marked, they can see whether you're at the customers or not. You're tracked. <clears throat> they know exactly where you are, how long you were there, how long you've been rooted around, how many hours a day you spent, how long were you at the BP fuel in your truck up, how long you spent in the rest area, blah, 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 blah. And it's a computer-generated report. There is no yep. grey area. No, no, there's not. Hmm. No, there's right. not. But but so, the, the problem you have, the problem you have there, Mike, the, the why why drivers don't like electronic work diaries, mm-hmm. a is because they get paid by the kilometre. Yes, right. So if you're getting paid by the kilometre, I, I don't care if you've got an electronic work diary, or a paper diary, whether you're tracked or not, you're trying to beat the system. Yeah, 100%. because you want you want more kilometres so you can earn more money. That's right. So. Um, and there is the biggest complaint about electronic work diaries. I think if they were paid by the hour, you wouldn't have a problem at all. Nobody well, would complain. No You've got no problem. Well, there, there can't be a problem. When, I, when I'm at work doing my normal work, I get paid by the hour with penalty rates, with overtime, like overtime rates. I get overnight allowances. Everything that I'm supposed to get, I get. I've got the unicorn job. I've said it over and over. Right, and I've got an electronic work diary, and the truck is tracked everywhere it goes. And if I take the piss, the boss knows straight away. Mm. The, the variables there with um, the kilometre rate are, are too wide these days. Like when it was just single trailers, everyone did the same amount of work really. But now you've got combinations, you know, with up to three trailers. But mm. even that your earning capacity. Is mm-hmm. dependent on the horsepower of your truck. So well, that, if you're yeah. if you're towing, you know, pulling 114 ton in an AB triple, yeah, and, and you've got um, 550 horsepower, yep, and, and and less torque than your mate that's got 620 horsepower and a heap of torque, yeah. you know, your earning capacity is diminished straight away just just on horsepower, just for the fact that he can do it quicker than you can, yeah. So that you know, in that that area, hourly rates certainly does play a, a role in that. Yeah. yeah, but there's more to it. There's more to it than that, though. Even Craig, if we're both working for the same company, you and I, all three of us are working for the same company, right? And we're being paid trip money. And you know, I'm particularly good at kissing the controller's ass, <laughs> and I'm going and I'm going to load out of uh, out of Craigieburn, right? Mm. Trevor. Didn't do what he was asked to yesterday, so the controller's going to stick him. He's going to send him to Dandenong to load, yeah. right? And you, you've got the depot at nine o'clock tonight, right? <laughs> well, I'm going out to Craigieburn to load now. Who's getting into Melbourne? Who's getting into Sydney first mm. out of us? Yeah. Well, right? I think it, that that style of payment with post office to post office is something that pu- purely sucks. purely should be outlawed. Um, at least well, a lot of companies yeah. a lot of companies still do it though post office to post yeah, office yeah i know yeah. i know but Futurist. i was, I was paid, I was paid post office to post office doing Brisbane sydney yeah and um it worked out we were getting dipped about 100 k's a trip that's right 30 yeah. bucks so or whatever and, and, back and, in the day. and the company just turns around and says oh well, this agreement was made by your yeah. truck drivers said, yeah, yeah the agreement was made 30 years ago that's yeah. right yep yeah. So, so there, the, the thing I see, in, in my view, there there's an option 
yeah. um, just don't work for them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was just actually feel, feeling a few little knives going there, but it, it is a, it's an option. Like there's there's plenty of good companies out there screaming for drivers, and there's plenty yeah. plenty of our industry screaming about drivers that work for them. Well, I, um, I, I beg to differ there, Craig. Yeah, good. I beg to differ there. I mean, yeah, yeah, if you're fully abled, yes. If I go and apply for a job, say, Linfox, mm-hmm. or, or, or no, I don't, don't want to. I, I shouldn't have said that. If a major, I should have just said a major company. I don't want to um, well, why, not say, why not say Linfox? They're great to work for. They pay the best rates. They're drivers, yes, but they won't. Petrol. But they won't employ. They won't employ someone like me. Yeah, I, so, I see your point there, Trevor. Yeah. Um, which as is a shame. Walk, so how do we? If that's as soon as I walk into a place and I've got one eye. Yeah. Yeah. They lost. They've lost interest. Yeah. yeah right. Straight away. Yeah. 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 Well, there's that. So, too. I mean, you you look at the amount of blokes our age that have got various medical infirmities. You know, heart issues, sleep apnea. Bloody back issues, shoulder issues, you know, I, and, I, and they look at they look at you and see a risk about to happen. That's what they look at. Yeah, I mean, when I when I came back to work after mm. uh, obviously losing my eye, mm. um, I felt I had to prove myself um, to 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 uh, make make the company confident that I could do the job. Yeah, and um, and I did. I proved myself. Um, I got sick and tired of doing the same thing, and I went and applied for a job. I won't say where, and um, straight away they said no. Yep. they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. Um, they said they couldn't insure me, which is yeah, a lot of that, rubbish. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit. But they, they they said they couldn't insure me, and the risk was too high. Yep. And when I explained to them about I'd already been driving in Sydney and I'd already down cans and all the rest of it, they um. They still said no. They said the risk was too high. Mm. Risk too high so, for them. The risk is too yeah. high for them. Yeah. So that, that's mm. the only reason I disagree with what you say there, Craig, about... Oh, well, uh, I, I understand and, that, but that... Not, it, 90% of us, yes. Yeah, but it, in, a, in a in a nutshell, though, what, what um, they're saying about you it shouldn't happen. So, no. like those companies that I just said, maybe you, people should go and work for them. You know, they, they should be a lot more accepting of the position you're in. I actually have a very good friend who lost an eye and he drove a B-double for a lot of years with no issues whatsoever. So yeah. it is possible and that company had no, there was never any problem with saying, oh, we can't insure you or we can't do this, we can't do that. So I, I, I think know. a lot of it came from, I think a lot of it came from the fact that there is so many drivers available. Mm-hmm. So, so, well, I mean. So there's, if, no, there's no driver shortage, Trev. No, no, no. There's no driver shortage. Yep, uh, no, I agree. No, they're everywhere. I, they're popping up out of the. They're popping up out of the ground over here. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I mean, if two people go in for the same position, one's got one eye, one has, one's got two. I know who I'm going with. Mm. Well, I, um, I, I, I go with the, I go with the bloke who's got the most experience with the best driving record, personally. Well, if we if we, if we both got around about the same, you know, I mean, oh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting. Rappels. Yeah, I expect to lose out in that situation, mm. but I, that's 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 all part and parcel of, of you know being a truck driver with one eye, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of Collingwood supporters have only got one eye, mate. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Who, which supporters? What are you talking about there, Mike? 
actually, actually, I was talking. I was actually talking to the great Wally Lewis a couple of weeks ago. Well, yeah. And, um, my daughter plays rugby league up here, and he has another story. And I was actually talking to Wally Lewis at her game. And mm. He goes, "Who do you support?" I said, "I'm a one-eyed Broncos supporter." And I took my glasses off, and he <laughs> actually pissed himself up. <laughs> but, That's uh, fine. Yeah, it's um, I, I lied to my jokes about it, mate. There's no good, um, no good being sour about it. Yeah, no, that's right. It's just, it's just the, the way. It, it annoys me when you see people who are dedicated, and obviously fairly skilled, and and we judge a book by its cover sometimes. And that's a mistake. Oh, absolutely. You know? I absolutely. employed a bloke once on the on the recommend of a fellow that was already working for me, and he turned up for the interview. And, the, and I was told, I was warned about him. I was, they called, we called this Blake Alien. Alien, I was told. Why, why, do, we, why do we call him Alien? I, I asked. And he said, you'll see. When, when, when he comes in, you'll see. When, the, when I met this guy, I'm not joking, he had a green mohawk. <coughs> right? <laughs> a green mohawk. And he had, like, the brightest blue eyes and... To be honest, on a man, very, very attractive eyelashes. I got it tough, right? You know, I'm just, I'm just, you just notice these things. These were the things that struck me. He was about, he was about five foot tall, and he had more tats on him than you can poke a stick at, right? And he, and he spoke, he spoke in a whisper. You could hardly hear what he had to say. And I looked at this bloke, and I, I really did need a bum on a seat. I did. And I looked at his driving record, and he had a he had a pretty good driving record, and he had a recommendation from a bloke who had been walk, working for me for a while. He said, "This bloke, don't worry about what he looks like. He's a good operator. He gets on with the customers, and you know he can do the paperwork. He'll be fine. Give it, you know." And I said, "Right, oh." So I gave him a start. You know, and he's one of the best blokes over there working for me. Mm. Yeah. And if I judged a book by the cover, you wouldn't have been bullied. I never got that bloke. Yeah. You know, I might have gone through the motions with the interview and that, but it probably wouldn't have got a start if I'd have based, if I'd have based my. And I mean, I'm brutally really honest when I say that, Trevor. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And uh, that's this. Um, a lot of people aren't like you, though, Mike. Well, I mean, maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> we, uh, we are quite thankful for that, but a lot of people aren't like you when it comes to employing people. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you're right, are you but, crazy? Um, you're choking there, mate. Oh, just <laughs> speechless more than anything. That's, that's rare. Mm. No, I, I, it's, it's rare to get me speechless. Yeah. Normally well, gotta, oh, shit, are you? We normally got to cut him off, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> use, the, use the safe word. You know what the safe word is, don't you, Trevor? No, mate, no. The safe word is coconut. Right, that's why. Well, we say that when we need Mike to shut up. It just is. That's just that's just. (laughs) So you can imagine what the most popular word on the show is. I was about to say. I was about to say it must get used a lot. Mm. It does. It gets used from time to time. Yeah. Oh, we've learned how to subtly steer him in another direction. (laughs) They try. They try to manipulate my direction. Have you have you heard them do it, Trevor? I have. Have I you have. seen how oblivious he is to it? I have seen it as well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's one line. He just goes straight ahead. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Don't get deviated mm. by your thoughts. 
It's a whole joke about being deviated. Mm. Regardless of what other people are thinking at the time, don't get deviated. Don't get deviated by your thoughts. So we had a little discussion here earlier about the casino truck show, and Trevor, you're you're not going to be there. No, mate, no, unfortunately. So Mike's Um, already been crying today and reached out for a hug, which I said no way. Yeah, no, well, yeah. Well, I'm um, too far away, Mike. Thank Christ. Mm. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> so he's been upset again. So it's twice today, Mike. That's right. Mm. So, yeah, I, 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 I tried to move things around so I could get down there because it's only, yeah. I think it's about an hour and a half from where I am. That's mm. right. It's not far, mate. It's just not far. I'm still trying, mate. I'm still trying. Yeah, and right. um, the fifth's on the Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we were, we were leaving on Saturday morning and then we decided to leave the Friday night. But I'm still working on um, leaving Sunday morning, which would give me time to come down to the casino truck show. Mm. It, it would. It would. It's only just and over just the hill it, from you, isn't it? It, it, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Big, hill. Quick, Big hill. Big hill. Quick trip down there. Wouldn't take that long. <clears throat> and um, enjoy the festivities. Yeah. It's going to be It's going to be quite huge, actually. Mm. Well, I've never been to the casino truck show. Oh, well. You got to change your plans in. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like I should. Yeah, absolutely. I'll have to get on the right side of the wife. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. I oh, know she's pretty good sometimes. Is she? Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm only saying that because she's not listening. <laughs> I was going to say, geez, I was, if she's not listening, you'd be in trouble. That's it. That's nothing changed there, mate. It's only the depth that matters. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, so what's happened to Yogi? I don't know. Well, he, he's going to call in, but he hasn't. So I don't know. I don't know whether he hasn't made it quite back home or he's trying to make it home before he calls in tonight. But uh, He's a busy man. He is. Yeah. He's trying to get... Um, Get himself sorted out to head this way. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's right. He should be. His actually should nearly be motoring, shouldn't he? Oh, that's a pencil. Just, just it, a question. Two, two days. I've just got it, a question. I've just got a question for somebody there. Whether mm. I don't care who answers it, <clears throat> you might not be able to answer it. Um, these videos that Yogi's been doing for are they for the NHBR? That's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what are your thoughts on NHBR? Oh, oh, how, well, how, ask? how complicated yeah. is that question? Yeah. Well, I've only got, I've only got, I've only got one query about NHBR. Yeah. And that is, it does does it not stand for National Heavy Vehicle Regulator? It does. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why isn't it national? That's <laughs> oh dear oh dear. Because uh, the states don't want to be. Well, then it can't be national. That's, How can you have uh, a national heavy regulator, mm. a, a body, a, a government body called national when it's not national? Yeah. Now, see, you see, you've joined me in the logical side of this debate. <laughs> you realise, you realise, you realise that you and I are both on the same side now. Well, that's good. I'm glad somebody's on my side. Mm. Yep, and, and and even even though it's a national heavy vehicle regulator, and it runs through New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, as far as I know, I'm not yep. sure about South Australia. Um, they 
manipulate and change the laws in each state. Well, mm. I don't think the NHVR are manipulating and changing mm. the laws. So the, the NHVR can't change state laws or neither, neither can federal. So, it, yeah, a lot of the stuff but, we're facing at the moment is the fact that... Um, the the nat what what we're trying to call I suppose the national regulator can't change state based things, so even the the um, enforcement of um, fatigue and mass laws are uh, they've got to be given approval from each state to do that. So and it seems so, quite apparent that the states are very reluctant to give up that power. So why have we got one? Um, in an effort, or this would be my opinion, um, mm -hmm. from years ago, in an effort to actually nationalise it. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the states don't agree with it all, and, mm. and maybe that hasn't been a bad thing for WA and and um, territory. territory. But what? in the eastern states, it would be so much easier if all the laws were the same. But... Um, even with the NHVR and taking over certain states, there still is uh, changes um, or, or differences between states that are governed by the NHVR. So there's different weight limits in Victoria and New South Wales. Even mm -hmm. though it might only be half a tonne, it's still a difference. Yeah. I'm not saying there shouldn't be. I'm not saying there shouldn't be a national regulator. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying no, that. No, I'm, yeah, yeah, no, you're just not asking a logical question. What I'm saying, what I'm trying to find out or ask, I suppose, mm -hmm. is we live in Australia. I mean, we've got all the states should be under the same law. Every mm -hmm. state in Australia with heavy vehicles mm. should be under the same law. Yeah. So within that now, inquiry, there is what Glenn's inquiry, Glenn Stirl's inquiry, there is... Like that's one of the recommendations that we do have a national body. Um, and I think it's something the NTC have been trying to do, but, again, the states have been the issue. Well, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that the NTC have been trying to do. We're having the review of the review of the review on yeah. driver licensing. Uh, we've been talking about driver licensing and modifying driver licensing since the mid 1980s they can't even agree on that mm. i mean you know how hard is it it just it just seems to me that there are too many there are too many people that don't want to um make a decision because when they do make a decision if if something doesn't quite work out as predicted then it'll be their fault and they worry someone will point the finger at them mm. that's exactly that's, right so they don't so they don't make a decision like they kick the can down the road. Hmm. In the meantime, we have states like New South Wales who used to be the easiest place to get a uh, a, a, a bloody truck license in Australia. You could fly into Australia with your uh, your uh, license from anywhere else in the world and have a B double license within a week. Well, now that's changed. That that can't happen now. You've got to have a residency. Uh, situation happening before you can go and get a, a license now. Um, and then you have the ridiculous situation where you've got guys coming from the UK who who speak, read and write English who have got a license in a much harsher 
environment than anyone's got a license here in Australia, and they can't get a bloody license even to drive a single um, in Western Australia for months. It's ridiculous. You know, it seems a bit strange. It's mm. weird. It's weird. Yeah, it makes you wonder what. It makes you wonder what what they're thinking when they when they make rules like that. Um, well, they're not thinking. That's the thing, Trevor. They are not you, thinking. Mm. I mean, it's one of those issues that we all wish was a bit different. That it was just one national law. Well, you don't. Well, so, oh yeah, I think that as I think that uh, uh, us three uh, and a couple of interesting is that the Dan Bird? Where muzzle your bird, bird Trev? No, that was my wife stuck her head out the window and said, "What am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to muzzle her, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit dangerous, you think? <laughs> just, just it's what they... Do you do you, do you, uh, do, you do extreme sport? Yes, I argue with the wife. <laughs> That's <You know>? it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. But, uh, I just no, got they, a message. They... Hey? Sorry. Go on. You've got, got a message. message. She's got a message about talking about uh, driver... driver um, Licensing was part of the, what they wanted at Razorback. The NDC was part of the problem then. They did not want to bend. So WA and the NT can approve what the Eastern uh, and the Eastern operators could benefit. That's what the, the text message so, so, says. So nothing's been changed since Razorback? Well, no. They, they asked for driver's licence reform back then. So that was 40-odd yeah. years ago, 40, 43 and not, and years ago. And nothing's changed. And nothing's changed. Not there's a lot. A, there's a, there's They've a changed lot in the, the names. Yeah. They've changed the names, yep. But they haven't changed. You know, the the reality is that we've uh, we've added a B double license since then. Obviously, we didn't exist at the time. Yeah. So we've, we've, there have been a few things added, but they've been a state by state thing. If you recall, when the B doubles came in Victoria, were very 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 slow to the party. They dragged the uh, they dragged the uh, the train a lot when it came to uh, having B doubles. And, you know, there would be many blokes out there would say um, they were quite happy to uh, that if Victoria had never, ever agreed to it. I got, I've got just been corrected again by a text message that said uniform regulations were what was being asked for at, uh, at uh, Razorback. Um, yeah. And that, I, that's, that's correct. But, I mean, if you, if you look at the changes that have been made over the time, every time we've made a change... To, to vehicle mass or dimension, it's always been to the advantage of the customers. The, in, the industry's always caved, and we cut the you know we cut the freight. The drivers have always been screwed. The more trailers we put on the bloody road, the less trucks there are. That's the less truck driving jobs. I mean, you've got blokes that are out there now running uh, bloody quad tort liners, for example, carting carrots, and uh, that's. That's an extra prime mover that they're not buying. It's an extra driver that they're not employing. Um, it's an extra lot of superannuation, holiday pay, work cover. All these things are all about saving the company's money, not paying the drivers properly. And that's always that's been the issue. And then you can't get those bloody quads into a parking bay anywhere. Yeah, you know? they're getting more and more of them too. They're getting more and more of them. And yet the blokes that are running these sort of combinations have all got their very expensive hobbies that they can pay for quite comfortably and get yeah. that free prime mover every year 
based on what they've not paid their drivers? Yeah. Or am I just am I just too much of a cynic? I, I no, think I don't think so. I, I think there's part of that, part of that that you could you could be cynical about, but you know, again, Mike, we, we had a bit of a discussion this afternoon that there are there are companies out there really busting their gut to do the right thing. Oh, and, and 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 more power to them. Yeah. But but there are. But we need to keep there. that balanced conversation here about about that. So. Yeah. Well, I'd I'd be I'd be happy. I mean, as I said, my employer pays everything that we're supposed to get paid, hmm. right? We don't have a driver issue where we are. He's not scratching looking for drivers. There's a reason for that. Hmm, because you treat it like a human being. He's just doing something right, eh? Well, you know, he's, 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 he, he, and all he expects you to do is do your damn job. Hmm. That's all he expects. And, hmm. I mean, there, there are other people around like Buddy... Yeah. Just got another caller here, mate. I might just try to bring him in. Yep. So we're going to end up with um, with um, two Trevors here in a minute. Two Trevors. That's all the expense. G'day, Trevor. Hello. Oh, someone's got their radio on there. They'll have to turn the radio off. Yep, just killed it. Yes. Trevor Warner, how are you tonight? I'm well. I'm well. I just wanted to weigh in on the conversation just to, uh, just to something that I've um, pieced together with uh, something that something's been positive from NHVR and how they've been able to overcome the, the problem that Australia has is we're not actually Australia. We're a, we're a federated nation of states. Yeah, be careful, Trev. We don't want to get all politic, political, all right? I'm not in the, I'm not right. in the mood for it. I'll, I'll have I'll go right. coconut and I'll pull the plug on you, buddy. You're all right. <laughs> if what, I say what, coconut, what, it'll happen. Believe me. Right. Uh, what we've got to what we what we've found now this this leads back into parking bays as well. The problem that we're having with parking bays. But yep. if you're if you're a road manager and we've got mm. some three hundred or so road managers four hundred and seventy five road managers, mate. There you go, four hundred and seventy five. Yep. So NHVRs back in two thousand and six, NHVR they had a meeting at Coag and said, Look, come on fellas, we've ministers, we've got to we've got to try and uh, implement these unit uniform laws. So they all agreed to set up a body that was going to try and synchronise the states and work with the states. So that's how we ended up with the NHBR and the, re- and the relevant regulations. Mm. But we've still got to deal with the, with the state ministers, and each mm. one of those state ministers has got to deal with the Secretary of Transport, yep. and that, that department then controls the road managers. So we've been getting on our high horse, going to Canberra, expecting Canberra to fix it, but Canberra doesn't have jurisdiction. So then we yep. go to the, the state minister and we say to um, the state minister, you know, honourable minister, we need we need rest areas here, we need uh, we need this and we need that. Mm. So he, he, he just can't say, yeah, right, we're going to do that. He's then got to consult with his road managers mm. and the road managers have, have, have the final decision. They'll just say, well, no, that doesn't suit the network that I control and by the way, who's going to pay for damage to my network? Emphasis yeah. on my my network. Yeah. So NHVR has come along and gone, okay, we've got all these operators that um, that want to increase productivity and 
and everything and the the state minister and the road manager has gone no no we don't want to borrow that because we're we're taking on the risk so NHVR in their wisdom thought well how can we get around this problem so they created a a thing called uh, performance-based safety or performance-based system PBS as we as we call it so what NHVR has done is they've gone to the manager and say look we'll show you what we want to do and we will remove the liability from from these bureaucrats NHVR will then take on the responsibility that's why you've then got to apply for a PBS system. Because that then brings you under the, the banner of NHVR. NHVR take on the liability. Now, we've had PBS one for uh, five years or so, maybe six years. Yep. Um, they've now proven that those combinations are safe. So the road managers now go, oh, okay, right, yeah, we see, we see that these combinations are safe. We can see that they're not causing the damage to our network that we that we thought, so we're happy to open those uh, those vehicles up to our network now, mm. and then they take on the liability. NHVR has proven step one. Now they're going on to PBS two to try to have go to bigger combinations on and prove to these road managers that the bigger combinations are actually safe, mm. and we're roll, rolling out that process now. Now. Just for, for all the drivers out there that are frustrated with access and all that sort of stuff, could you just imagine the challenge that we would have as an industry of wiping NHB, taking NHBR out of the equation? And if we wanted to do something as an industry, bearing in mind we all we all get together and hold hands and do things together, uh, approaching every single state, every single road manager to try and get a unified outcome it would never happen it would absolutely never happen so one of the things that I've really embraced and NHVR pulled a few rabbits out of their hat for me um, is that we now go to one place and that one central office has got hotlines and procedures to feed to feed into all the individual states collectively we've been able to now get 30 metre mini road trains uh, into the port of Brisbane. If NHVR mm. wasn't involved, we would never have got that done as an industry. Mm. But, but, then, so, but, you, but you've got to ask yourself the question, right? That it's all very well to have all these bigger combinations. My issue without, with, oh, look, I've driven big combinations. We all know that. But, you know, and so for me, what I'm about to say is really. You know, pot kettle black. You know, um, the more of these, more of these trucks we have swinging more and more trailers behind them, the harder it gets to to get the drivers with the requisite amount of experience to drive the damn things for a start. And then, and then, it, the harder it gets to find places where you can actually safely pull up. I've just had a message that says you're totally wrong about PBS. Okay. Who's wrong? Um, said so, said so Trevor's uh, Trevor's totally wrong about PBS has been proven safer, and he should not be spruiking such rot. That's the message I've got. Okay. So why are the road managers uh, about to move away from PBS and move into PBS too? Because they 
they're, they're happy with the record that's been presented um, by the PBS program. Yeah. So, what happened before NHBS? NHBR, sorry. Or well, NHBR. What happened before NHBR came along with these road managers? And um, you were talking about rest areas in amongst that. Yeah. Right. So we we had we had singles before B doubles. Yep. As singles, all singles. We still had yep. the same problem with rest areas. And yep. so, so, so your road managers didn't need um, consulting when it was all singles. So are they just trying to justify their position to, for notoriety? I'm not going to comment on that, Trev. <laughs> um, I've, I've been led to believe that certain road managers are a little bit more difficult to deal with than others. And that this, this, um, is, the problem, this is the problem that the industry faces. Yeah. There are so many individual senators, um, road managers. There's so many different people you have to go through to get anything done. Is why nothing gets done. And as Mike was saying before, nobody wants to put their name to something in case it backfires. Yeah, that's right. Uh, can I just um, can I just relay? I'm actually involved in the development of some of some rest areas at the moment. Now, I had a phone call one day from a, from a TMR office and they said that we've, we've got a request here to have a parking bay in a small country town. And they, they called me because uh, I was dealing with the... I've been talking to TMR in relation to the fire road bypass, the relevant rest area, and also the, the Jinjin upgrade at the sale yard there. So my name was... They, they contacted me. Um, and this was the initial consultation, and I and they asked me for my opinion, and I went, yeah, okay, you know, I know where you're talking about. That that probably would be okay. It's a little bit close to the road. Uh, we we bounced around a few options, but what they come back and said, well, first we've got to get the proposal from the plant from whoever make, wants to make the application, be it NHVR or be it CMR or even um, uh, a truck stop operator. So that's first step. Then they've got to look at the available land and find out is that um, if it belongs to TMR, do TMR control that land? And then they've got to put in the uh, the application process, and then they've got to work out the design, and then they've got to consult with with the uh, the, the DA and the, the approval process with um, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, all the local people. So that all takes time. It, it could be two or three years before the parking bay that we're talking about now actually turns a sod of dirt through all the consultation and all the planning. And, you know, we, we would love to have a, a 200, 300 truck parking area and a near truck stop in Sydney. Um, it's, an, it's a simple concept, but they've got to get the footprint of the design onto a piece of land that either they control or they can purchase or something like that. So... We think it's simple, but there's other gears in place that the road managers and the, the local agencies have got to go through um, before it goes. It, that, before they apply for even the funding, and I, they've I got to think, apply. I don't think it's simple in, in in a city like Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne. I don't think it's simple there, but I do think it's simple out on country in the country, hmm. where there's government land on both sides or land that the yeah. government can can. can <clears throat> get control of to put decent truck stops 
six hours or five hours out of each major centre for trucks to, to, to pull up and rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. the, issue, the issue isn't in the cities. And this is the problem. The government seemed to think, I shouldn't say government, I know, lost the words there, but the bureaucrats seem to think that once you're five kilometres outside of a city centre, there's nothing out there. That's so, right. So you've got to go five hours. I'd say, I, I would recommend five hours outside of a city for the first major rest stop. Because most yeah. drivers are going to drive for four or five hours. Of it. Not many are going to go there for six. Um, and when they do, they always know where they're going anyway. Yeah. So well, five Five hours there gives you five hours of driving, nice rest area to have a break and continue on. There's no good putting one an hour outside of Brisbane because no one's going to stop there. Sheriff, mm. sure, sure, we've, um, we've got a, uh, a national rest area strategy and it's. Uh, I was reading through something in TMR the other day to try and find out a, a standard of um, standards of rest areas and that and I, and I noticed that it said that uh, it, this has been in place for quite some time but the recommendation is that there needs to be rest areas every every 80 kilometres. Now when I was talking to TMR, uh, they actually mentioned that that the um, they've, they've got a certain criteria that they've got to meet um, e- even down to they've got to do a safety analysis. Uh, like the, the problem that we've got at Jinjin is the um, they're, they're looking at removing the, the on-street or the parking on the road shoulder and push everyone up into the parking bay, which is near the sale yards, because their their safety analysis failed that the, 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 the flow of traffic was going to be too close to where the trucks are parking. They must all think we're children, but that's besides the point. But they've got certain criteria that they've got to, they've got to tick off. And if something that we think is practical doesn't meet their checklist, um, it, it gets it gets axed. Well, um, I, can, the, I can give you thing. one example. I can give you one example right now of where all that's just bullshit, and that's on the M7. We've got parking bays on the M7 where you can park a couple of trucks, rest uh, stopping areas on the M7 that are at the bottom of a hill. If you pull up on a bloody B double there to check your tyres or you know do do whatever. There's no facility there for a start. It's just a, a rest area. If they think the drivers don't walk around the patches, I never leak. Well, they're deluding themselves, right? And and then and then, but you get to take off from there into traffic in a hundred kilometre an hour zone up hill and a B double. How safe is that? You know, they've got no they idea. No idea. That's why, that's why they need truck drivers advising them at the, at the design stage. Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't been asking the right questions, have they? That's exactly right. Now, I've had TMR uh, hit me with a whole heap of questions. I've had a, um, an interview with NHBR recently over, um, over, over different things. And the, and the topic of the PBS, the new PBS vehicles, um, mm. actually came up. And the lady I was talking to was sitting right across from the PBS 2.0 design team. Yeah. And I used the Hume Highway as an example. I said, where are these trucks going to park? Hey, you've got to have a driver that's got the nous to be able to safely operate that vehicle. And then when they get fatigued, where, where are they going to stop? Where, where the truck stops? The, where are they going to get fuel? Um, where are they going to stop if they need a rest break, uh, even a short rest break, let alone a, a longer rest break? 
and they didn't know that they, they they had no idea what I was talking about. But when, when I explained it to them, they completely understood what I was trying to say. And she was actually going to go over and, and talk to the PBS guys and say, you know, we, we can't put 43.5 metre trucks onto the EM highway um, because the infrastructure is just not there. Yeah. Well, mm. I can so, tell you now that Osroads already have standards on what rest bays are supposed to be, and they're completely ignored. And yeah. the other part about it is, I mean, we talk about how far down the road these rest areas should be. There is a school of thought that says these things should be every four hours, not every five hours or six hours, every four hours. In fact, I personally believe that there should be decent rest areas no more than 30 metres to 30 minutes apart. So that's yeah. every 50 k's. On a, particularly on a major route, I mean, we think about we think about driving up and down the Hume Highway. There are lots of places where you can pull up on the Hume Highway. If you can't find somewhere to pull up on the Hume Highway, I don't know how I can help you, right? Honestly, there are, but there are thousands and thousands of truck movements. There's nowhere to pull up at either end. Don't don't think you're going to find a parking place in Melbourne or in Sydney, but there's plenty of places to pull up in between. <laughs> The same, mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the same going north out of out of Sydney towards Brisbane. Now there are there are choices. Some of them aren't particularly good. Barara is not a good example, for example. Uh, it's it's uh, it's out of the way, and there are a lot of blokes that don't go there. And and in my experience, um, I per I personally don't like to go into a rest area I don't know or I don't know how to get in or out or or what I've you know, what I've got. Technology's changed a little bit now because you can have a look at it on on um, you know the buddy Google Maps and all that sort of thing. Um, the the reality is, uh, someone just sent me Maroon and Maroon and Weybridge is on the bottom of the hills in a dip. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know? Exactly. And and the signs for the, and somebody else just sent me the signs for the motorists say uh, every two hours stop for a break. Um, you know, it's just what I the, the thing that crumbs my cookies, the thing that grinds my gears more than anything, is the continual double standards. You know, they we get we get we get the NHBR, the police, and and and, and work or anyone else who's interested can find the can find us within an inch of our lives a 15-minute mistake in a logbook, and yet, on the other hand, they can't provide the resources we need to comply with their damn laws. You know? And then you get raped up the backside by people wanting to drive these huge combinations for cents in the dollar. I'm going to need a bet some good light out by the time we finish, Trev. I would say so. <laughs> I, uh, I've made a promise that I'd just stick to parking bays and NHVR mm. tonight rather than getting into that other subject. Yeah. <laughs> well, we might have to move on anyway because we do have some other guests wanting to come on, and I tremble every time I say that now. Thanks, fellas. I'll catch up with you later, right? Right, eh? So Thanks, so Trevor. Right, Trevor. I've got your phone number. I'll annoy you tomorrow, bloody. Yeah, you're right, mate. I'll uh, I'll have time up to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, mate. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to both Trevors for your time tonight. It's been great. Yeah, on as well, are you, Trev two? Trev one and Trev well, two. Apparently so. <laughs> T one and T two. 
I think Craig's just giving me my marching orders. Oh, not quite marching orders. It's um, no, we've just got other guests that have um, been invited on and want to want to have their say as well. So. All good, gentlemen. Thank you very much for having me on tonight. Yeah, thanks, well, Trevor. Thanks for your contributions all the time. It's it's great. And, and thanks for no your uh, thanks thanks for your contribution, mate. I'm looking forward to seeing the readers' reaction to it. <laughs> yeah, so am I, mate. I um uh, yeah another subject altogether. I'll talk to you about that another time. Yeah, right, mate, no worries. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you very much, thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. So yeah, thanks, mate. Bye. Shall I go to us the songy? Mike, and then we'll be back, eh? Can I have something calming, please? Uh, I can't. I think we need that some way to administer that to you from um, from a distance. I need more whiskey. That's what I need. More whiskey. That's yeah. what I need. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, maybe. I'm gonna go with a Dolly Parton. That'll do. Because I know you love it. I do. I, lo- I love Dolly. Yeah, probably not for yeah. a singing though. We know what you're like. <laughs> Right, eh? We'll be back. And I stumbled to the kitchen, poured myself a cup of ambition, and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping. Out on the streets, the traffic starts jumping. On the job from nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving Baby, just use your mind And they never give you credit It's enough to drive you Crazy if you let it Nine to five For service and devotion Just a step on the boss man's ladder But you got dreams he'll never take away the same boat with a lot of your friends Waiting for the day your ship will come in And the tide's gonna turn and it's all gonna roll We're back, everyone. We are back, and we welcome to the show Z 
sitting in the clean stool with him for a full. Busted shit houses and showers. How are you, mate? <laughs> good day, Pike. Good day, Craig. How are you? Good you good day, you on, no, he's gone. Apparently that's a big yeah. state over there. Yeah, I've got to tell you the part I'm in fiddling down, it's absolutely freezing, it's horrible. And uh I'm making you expect this weather coming in the next couple of days, I think. And then it's gonna come this way too, isn't it? Oh yuck. So where are you, mate? Perth. I'm actually in Perth, I'm at home tonight, mate. Oh no! I'm, I'm wrapped. I'm, 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 I'm absolutely wrapped. I've got to send an inquiry tomorrow. Okay. I'm doing it for, yeah, I'm doing it via Zoom with a week out. The uh, my 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 um, I'll say colleagues for want of a better word are having an inquiry, and all West Australians are right. Well, I've got to do about the first thing. So three of them. It's a great idea to fly from Perth to Canberra, stay overnight, and do a three and a half hour meeting tomorrow and fly back to Perth. When I saw the cost of the flight was four thousand dollars, I said I can't charge the tax over that. I'll push a button on my uh, laptop and I'll be in my office for yeah. about two dollars worth of petrol to get there tomorrow versus four grand. Anyway, yeah. I'll do that tomorrow. Then I'm doing a Calgary Express tomorrow night. Well, I'll just have two text messages saying we've got music plant as well, but great. There we go. That should have fixed that. As long as it's good music. Oh, no, I don't know if it was good music or not. No, no. A bit of Robert Palmer. It <laughs> was sitting there in the background. Well, sorry, sorry, listeners. There was a slide there that didn't quite go back to where it should have done. The tech, the tech guys obviously had a little bit too much ice this evening. No, I was just excited about having Glenn on the on was the that board. Was. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So anyway, anyway, so so you're in Perth. It's peeing down rain. You've got some of your colleagues for your Senate inquiry. Just a quick recap in case anyone didn't hear that all decided to fly to Canberra. Yeah, three of them. For yeah, bit. four grand. I wasn't going to spend that money, so I'll do it tomorrow in the office, and then I'll do a Kalgoorlie Express tomorrow night, mate. Well, I got the fatigue all worked out. Yep. Right, eh? A bit of fundraising. Mm. Bit of fun. Bit of fundraising. Now that's good. I, I like it when you fundraise. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we do we do have that? to put a special thanks out to you, Glenn, for that effort yeah, with Centurion and Oh yeah. my pleasure. Um it's been great. It's, it's helped helped our cause immensely. Yeah, and my son Dan. My son Dan took a week off to do have I talked to you since I've done the Cananara uh, two up? Oh no. I think me and you had a conversation about this the other day, oh. but not um not online. <laughs> no, because no, oh. actually you need to tell us this because you had oh, quite an adventure, me, didn't you? Let me tell you, Craig and Mike, as a youthful 63-year-old, I still dream a good, you know, a good drive and a good fight when I'm young and having when I was younger and having a few beers. But uh, my son said to me, young Dan said, look, I'll take a week off work. He said, I'll do a two-up with you. We'll donate the money to to the cause. And I said, good on you, cover. So I rang me mates at Century and I said, where are we going to go? They said, Derby. I said, I'm in. So Dan and I pulled out Saturday morning, 9.30 out at Centurion there, three of the best to, uh, to Derby. We end up going Perth to Derby, to Broome, to Sandfire, back to Broome, unload a fridge that shit itself on the Halls Creek run so the single driver could get asleep. Two o'clock in the morning, unloading a fridge, transferring it all. Then up to Fitzroy, five hours. Breaking up, trying to get across the uh, river the next day because you know the road's been closed. We had every 
friggin' caravan in in the nation was in Fitzroy waiting across the road. So five mm. hours to shunt it across and put it all back together, up to Kalanara and back again. Oh, I think we're about 4K short of 8,000 kilometres and we left Saturday morning we're back Wednesday Arvo. I got out the truck and I said to the young bloke, I said, Dan, mate, you're a diamond. Thanks very much for your help. It's a great cause. I said, but uh, that's the end of me two. It's the first of me two up days. And it's the last of me two up days. <laughs> God, hats <laughs> off to those guys. You, you've got to, you've got to be. It's two up is one of those things. You either can do it or you can't do it. I can't and, do it, Mike. I own up. Yeah, well, Ra- <laughs> Ra- Ra- Rose and I did it for a long time. I've done it with other guys, but I mean, it's some. Some guys I could quite comfortably sleep, and other blokes scared the living daylights out of me, you know? Mm. uh, Yes, I I think my young bloke had one eye on me, mate, where when he was driving, I was unconscious. Not asleep, (laughs) I was out, mate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. It's one of those, it is, as I say, you've got to self-select to do that, to do that sort of work. I think it's not something that that everyone can do. This This is why I wonder about the American model, you know, with their trained drivers, and they they put put uh, put them together as two up teams, like driver trainer and and a, a trainee in the same cab. I mean, you've got to get on. It's a very small space. You can end up very unhappy with each other very very quickly. <laughs> it's it's oh. well, we didn't have a blue. We had a couple of we had a couple of exciting moments, Did and you? it was like seriously, it was like step tone, son. You know, with the young blokes just frustrated with the old man. So we yeah, like, oh, let, let me share this with you. The okay. listeners will have a laugh here. Now, yeah. well known that my life was always aluminium tarps, so yeah. all the general stuff and fridge freezers are relatively new to me in the last couple of years. So we yeah. put in the pool on the Sunday morning. It's about 3.34 in the morning. So we're fueling up, and he says to me, I'll pull the truck forward. He said, fill the fridges. I said, no worries. Now, yeah. not having a lot of experience in this stuff, so I, I, stuffed, I shoved the the um, uh, uh, the uh, hose into the fuel tank on the fridge, full ball, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. leaning down next to it, thinking, "How long is this going to take?" And I'll tell you, I had yeah. about a six-minute shower of diesel. Yeah, <laughs> there I am at four thirty. I didn't know the bastard blew back, and I'm sitting there at four thirty in the morning in a pair of shorts. The shirt's in the bin, yeah. and, and it's about I don't know about ten degrees. Freezing yeah. cold, and he's going berserk at me because we're going to lose an hour. Well, I had to scrub off all the diesel, so that was you quite exciting. You filled yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad no one flicked a cigarette at me as they walked past. So, uh, yes, it was right. quite exciting. But no, no, look, hats off to those two up teams, boys and girls. Congratulations, you can have it. You can have my share of it. That's that's friggin' hard work. That stuff. A lot of husband and wife teams running across the paddock, mate. Uh, and North too, they're starting to get in their husband and wife teams, mate. They're the yeah, only two that can put up with each other, I think, on a regular basis. I can tell so, you now from personal experience, sometimes it can get fairly exciting in the cab even with your missus, mate. <laughs> um, not not quite sure how to take that one, Michael. Did you just think about what you said then or not? I, I, no, I, need, to, I need to rethink that. Let me, let, let me rephrase it. <laughs> I understand what you say. It's not in a romantic way. I get what you're saying, mate. No worries. I, uh, we're driving along one night, and it's absolutely bucketing down, and we're just out near, buddy, uh, out near the top of Majura Pass there, you know? Yep. And, and kangaroos all over the place because they're coming out of the scrub to drink where the puddles are on the road, right? 
from the from the from the truck tracks. Mm-hmm. And I'm lying in the bunk and trying to sleep, and I hear boom, you know, like buddy kangaroo bouncing off the bull bar. And I heard and I heard another one, and I heard another one, you know. I'm Jesus Christ! So I've stuck my head out from between the between the curtains, and I'm having a look, and I'm, I'm and I'm looking at what's going on, and I and I and Rose said to me, I said, "What are you doing?" You know, and she said, and she goes, "Just go look," you know. And it didn't matter what you did; it didn't matter where you went on the road; it didn't matter how fast or slow you went. Bloody yeah, kangaroos all over the place. You couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and I said, you know, what? Just just you know, try to. And she said, "Do you want to drive? Get back in the bunk, zip the slip, <laughs> shut up." You know? and, yeah, sure. I'll it, just fall asleep while Bruce are banging off the bull bar. And, yeah, no worries. It's <laughs> all right. I had one two up partner bounce a bloody steer off the bull bar one night. That was a lot of fun. No, anyway. no, just two up. No, look, not. But you know what? When your shift's finished in my world, it's time to turn it off. Mm. The only noise you could hear is the ice pack. That's yeah, it. Well, this is how I don't understand how these fellas with stock crates ever sleep. Can you imagine mm. how that? Apart from the apart from the refined odor that you get, <laughs> if if. Um, you've got the also you've got the situation of the steam. I'd, I'd be I'd be dropping the trailer and parking a kilometre away if it was me. I have I have said to my friends who are members of the Australian Livestock Transporters of Rural uh, Carters, uh, you know they're the livestockies. I've said to them on a number of occasions when I've spoken at their conferences, I tilt my hat to them because I don't have a very strong stomach. And right. I do say this with the greatest respect, guys. When you used to pull up next to me in the truck bay, I used to think, "Am I the only poor bastard that you could find next that you could park next to?" <laughs> because I, I know they're, they're very special. They uh, they earn every cent, or they deserve every every cent they earn. But I, let alone the bang bang and the odors. No, that's not me either, mate. Mm. Well, back back in the day when I was running up and down between Brisbane and Adelaide with a road train cart and steel. I got to North Burke and I pulled up opposite the pub there that no longer exists because it had a little bit of a fire. And I pulled up in the parking bay where they put the triples together. And I parked up in the corner out of everyone's way, I thought, and this bloke with a load of goats pulled up beside me. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Elijah. I, I, I've got to tell you, on that night, I said to myself, the, the logbook says no, but the body says go. So guess what I did? <laughs> go. And dare anyone. Dare anyone from RMS who dare challenge you. Oh, I tell you what, I was not a happy camper. There should but be a provision in your logbook for that sort of thing. If, 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 if a load of goats pulls up beside you, you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're actually quite noisy too. Oh, the mongrel. Probably, probably louder than that, than a couple of crates of cows I, I, would I don't imagine. know when they start crying I felt guilty <laughs> mm, I don't know anyway we, 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 don't, we don't have you for very long because we only got a short show tonight we're only going to 9 o'clock sure so a, I won't got, bore you listeners yep no no that's fine I've got a I've, we've got a question about the rest area stuff yeah I've far got away one other, I've got one other question that's been texted to me first which oh, I'd I'll, like to ask you just quickly they just talked about just, just quickly, it's over with. Is that it? Is that me time? Is my time up, Minister? <laughs> no, I'm getting ready for the whack around the ear. Fire away. No, no, no. Just a simple question. 
We've got yep. three pages in the logbook now, right? We've got a we've got a, a a white page which stays in. We've got a yellow page which we give to the boss, and a pink page which the enforcement agencies can take, yes. um, if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about being paid by the hour and all that sort of stuff. The question yep. is, is why why would we not have a fourth page in if you're using the the paper logbook? Obviously, if you use an electronic logbook, everyone's never. But in a paper logbook, why wouldn't we have a fourth page that we could use for the pay office to uh, to determine our pay? Why wouldn't that be? Uh, what would what would your thoughts be on that? I uh, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. No idea. All I know, look, I've got to confess, guys. I I photograph my uh, I send my page off. I photograph yeah. it as well. And yeah. and you know I only do half a dozen trips a year or something like that, depending on what I'm fundraising for. And the money is put into the to the account of the um, uh, the charity that I ask for the invoices to be paid. So so yeah. I, you have to really enlighten me. Uh, oh, how else well, do you get paid? It, it, it jumps back to the case of you know drivers being paid by the hour, and oh. uh, it oh, was right. it, okay. it, it, as opposed to being as as opposed to being paid by the kilometre. And can I is... just, sorry, Mike, can it, Craig, can I be quoted here? I'm sorry, guys. You're talking to someone who absolutely despises the being paid by the kilometre crap. Sorry, <laughs> guys, can't put it any other way. I've never hidden it. Um, I just did that two-up run for the for my great supporters at Centurion that helped me and my, and my son, where we were paid a kilometre rate for all kilometres while we're sleeping and driving, and we're paid hourly while we do it. Now, I know that there are some that get paid kilometres and love it. Uh, I just have this view that the majority, and I'll probably get bombarded here, but I'm happy to have the conversation. In my world... There is very, very few, I believe, companies that actually pay for what you're freaking doing when you're doing the kilometre rates. Yeah. Now, I know there will be some out there that will put up the good fight, and that's great, but there is no way you'll convince me that the majority of drivers on kilometre rate are reimbursed fairly for the efforts they put in, let alone loading, unloading, waiting in DCs, waiting at clients' premises, changing tyres, washing, stuck at roadworks, all that sort of stuff. I will. It'll take a long bow to convince me that the majority of truck drivers paid on kilometre are getting recompensed for their efforts and their energies. Can't put it any fairer. I love Ali. I've got, no, I've got nothing to say. Mm. Wow. Well, I've never hidden it. I've never it. All through you know, my life dude, as a truck driver and organiser, I've always pushed for hourly rates. Do you realise that you and I are in complete agreement with that? You've joined me on my side of the fence, Senator Still. Mike, I've been on that side of the fence since I was a young organiser <laughs> at the age of, uh, sorry, a young Union delegate had answered at the age of 20, mate. Alley was the way to go. Yeah. No, look, uh, okay, well, let, that, let's put that to bed then. So you don't have a problem with the fourth page for the pay office. That's the short No, story. it should be. No, absolutely. Right. should be. Right, hey, let's move on to rest areas. We've got 22 minutes. I've got, I've got some questions, dude. Now the easy part. Okay, fire away. Um, am I going to lose two boxes of bottles? You're going to lose a pallet, you and your... You and your mate over here from Catani. No, I'll let you off. I'll let you off. You can lose. You're going to lose two boxes. I'm telling you, Craig. Craig, this is you and me, brother. Do it. Let's join arms. And, right, and I didn't sign anything. And I'm going to talk about this. You Too go for your right life. I, I keep telling well, got, these guys they he, put me in a corner sometimes. That's not scared. Not scared. 
You, oh, you've yeah. got to honour what you saw in there, brother. Yeah, well, I didn't <laughs> sign right. anything. I didn't say you did, but I in did. Fact, so. In fact, I'm quite oh, happy yeah. that I, I, I'm quite happy that I, uh, I didn't sign anything because I can now ask questions. Hmm. Well, I'm mate. I'd love to have you on the committee, but I'm happy that you can ask the questions, mate. We, hey, I've got to tell you, mate. We've got the sleeves rolled up, haven't we, Craig? We do. We can't yeah. wait to get to Canberra for that September. I can't help me out, Craig. Sometime in September, we've got a meeting. Eighth, I think. Eighth of September, where we're going to sit down. I think we're there all day, or is it a day and a half? We're going to go through every proposal that is put to us, and I'll say this, mate. I do not believe for one minute that uh, state governments, local governments have uh, sat there and waited for the minister to sign off the document. I think that they've known about this previous to the last election. We were espousing that if there was a change in government, we're going to spend this money. We said we're going to spend 80 million. We now got 140. Um, and I reckon that Craig and I and the other seven, eight, nine of us on the committee are going to be flat out. We've got our matrix there that mm. we developed, didn't we, Craig? We yep. all sat there and and thrashed around what we want to see fit for purpose in 2023. Uh, and we want to see that money getting out the door. So to cut a long story short, Mike, you're going to lose your two boxes and your mate over here, Yogi, is going to no, lose no, a hang on, Hang on for a second. No, no, the short story of it is I bet that something will happen by the end of the year, in which oh, case I, I win two, bo two boxes. Mm. And if nothing oh. happens... I lose. But apparently oh, it can't yeah. be a silver spade no. just turning it. Uh, I don't, I I don't, don't, don't want to. But he didn't. He wasn't real clear because we did talk about oh. spades and shovels. I don't want to really? see. I don't want to see a shovel going into into the ground with a with a politician or a bloody <laughs> uh, a local or a state or a federal politician or a bloody high visit a high visit a helmet on. With a, with a bloody silver shovel with a little bit of bloody engraving on it, turning the bloody soil, I want to see a freaking bulldozer, a grader, and a bloody tar machine. That's what I want to say. Hey, hey, when did this bet get talked about? Which, it's their hey, own, hey, help me out. It's their own private thing there they've got, they got going on there. So. It's Yogi, oh, I don't Yogi, remember Yogi, this. Yogi said that nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. That's right, he did, yep. He did, and I said that something's going to happen because I've had faith the whole time. Oh, did you really? Okay, and then mate, they put sorry. a bet on it. And then oh, Yogi okay. and I put a bet on it. I've also got a brother, McMillan, and I have also got the same bet. Oh, okay. Right? Good. So I, I, yep. Brother McMillan said, because Brother McMillan says that that, <laughs> that, 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 that uh, political committees are just, what's he call them? Um, uh, bush tracks, I think he calls them. He's just a just a what? Just, yeah, bullshit. Just a way to delay. He said delay, obfuscate, and confuse, I think, with the words he used. Uh, mm. <laughs> Sounds like well, someone's cynical of the um, political system in Australia, no. Here, Glenn. No, no, Craig, no, Craig. I've got to, do, no, I've got to defend <laughs> this. No, no, and I would say, yeah, you're damn right, but this one has got truck drivers on it. And yeah. I tell you, there's more of us on this one, isn't there, Craig, yep. than the other side? Yeah. So... So we will be at the behest. We want to see that money rolling out. Craig, myself, and the others are just going to, we're going to start stamping. Don't worry about that. It has to meet the matrix, mm -hmm. and we yeah. have we have got to. There's no shortcuts. And yeah. if the only caveat I would put, if there are proposals that are put to us that do not meet the matrix, which Craig, myself, and the others have all sat around 
and design collegiately, not me taking mm. the lead. We all worked on it. Uh, mm. if, they, if they don't meet the KPIs or they meet the standards, well, then, of course, we won't tick off. Mm. But if there's quality, quality proposals there that will provide the opportunity for... Hey, I'll tell you what, i just digress. If that means you're going to win two boxes, Yogi's not listening. I'll tell you what I'll do. Mike, I'll hire a bobcat. I'll hire a bobcat. We'll just get out there and dig a hole. At least that way you and I get to share the spoils of Yogi's fortune. What do you reckon, mate? <laughs> I don't want a hole. I want a rest area. <laughs> and, I don't want, and, and to steal a bloody a quote off my old mate Anapi, we don't want gold-plated bidets. Just somewhere no, to have a leak and wash your hands. That'd be nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, yeah. I know, I know. I, I was the one I think I said about, uh, oh, geez, about 18, oh, no, I don't know, about, I don't know, 14, 15 months ago when I was ringing people around, when I was trying to circumvent the processes of government to get, to get the committee. <laughs> I own up to that. When I said, yeah, we just run a bloody bulldozer through the bloody bush and put us, give us some dirt and put some bitumen on it, for Christ's sake. You know, and, and, and you know, we, we want to talk about toilets. We want to talk about showers. We've got to be realistic. Who's going to clean them? We have to, Craig and I will be tasked and others to, to determine that. As for the terms of the rollout, we'll certainly pull our finger out, won't we, Craig? Definitely. Definitely. But it will be, we will be at the behest of the state and federal governments to get their shit together. To actually sign off contracts, and you know what that all means. I wouldn't be silly enough to put my house on anything around that, but I will give you this promise that Craig, mm-hmm. myself, and the other drivers and the others on that committee who we are all working in the same direction are going to do our bit, and then we can sit back and say to the government, say, pull your figure out and get it going. Mm. Yeah, well, I'd like to put some photographs in Truck and Life of a new rest area. Hey, I've subscribed to Truck and Life, and you know the worst part? I won't be home when it comes out. And I've put my home address to get my truck in life. You know what the worst? You know what the other worst part about this? There's ten no. of the bastards. There's ten of the bastards sitting right now in a box on on Tech Guy's desk in Everdent. No, hang on, hang on. It's not on my <laughs> desk. It's on our dining table. <laughs> as soon as it comes, the windows. I think it comes out in a week. Time is it or two weeks? So our our mail house will be starting on Friday this week. Friday. Oh so there's a re- no. Yeah, no, Friday I'm this home week. here on Sunday for Canberra mm. for two weeks. Mm. Damn. Well, this is where this is where you should have got Carol to buddy get a subscription. And didn't she buy one? Hey, I don't know. Did you put it on her? Oh, no. Well, whose fault's that, mate? When I was selling union tickets, I didn't sit back and blame everyone else, mate. I'd have to get off the ass and do it myself. <laughs> I, 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 right. um, I, 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 I didn't want to put anything on Carol. I like Carol a lot, and I don't want her to feel as though, you know, I've been any way harsh or anything like that. There could well, be, I, there could be one there, but sometimes people subscribe in um, under weird and wonderful yeah. names. So, yeah. Well, well, mine, anyway, mine. Mine's going here to home, but it will be yeah. displayed in my Canberra office. Well, I'll have it set up on a a um, what do you call it? Coffee table there between the comfy chairs for all oh. visitors. I'll be kicking off the other books that I've got there, and there will be yeah. trucker life. So there I, you go. I think that uh, it, it's a nice addition to any coffee table anywhere in Australia. <laughs> That's just my hate. Hey, hey, I'm hey, biased, I of course. 
Well, look, while we're at it, too, I, just want to talk, I was talking to, to, to my friend at Centurion today. Mm-hmm. He's the transport manager, and he was telling me as he was in grade four in 1984. He comes from uh, farming stock, yeah. and he did a um, school project, and he received, like his uncle was a truck driver, I think. I think that's what he said. But he received, he, he, won, the, the, he won the project for the class as yeah. the best project, and his prize was a collation or a collection of Trucking Life magazines in a really? book. And I said, Spencer, you got to bring that in, mate. I've got to witness this. I said, because I know the blokes who are now taking, taking a, a, re, a, a revitalised uh, Trucking Life. I said, I won't take yeah. it off your hands because you might not get it back. I said, but they might be very interested in seeing this. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm very interested. And if anyone's listening, they've got some that they don't feel as though they don't need anymore, please email me. Let me know. I'll happily take them off your hands. I, um, yes, anyway, there you go. So, so I was training you, of course, about the road, the rest areas. That works. No, well, no, no. You see, you've, you've diverted, obs- obfuscated, <laughs> bullshitted, and you've done, you know. You, you, now, I actually said the other day, am I right or am I wrong? Uh, you're talking about you know, this thing, this bit of writing that you did recently. You were talking about the NFF and their uh, failure to uh, get stuck into someone that has basically put up a dodgy sham contract. No, it's more to the point: do they do they support? Do yeah, they support right. this sort of behaviour while they're spending thousands of dollars advertising alongside all the other? let's just use the right language, proponents of um, um, the new tranche of industrial relations, being the miners and the farmers mm-hmm. and, and the BCLI and the uh, ACI and the Australian Industry Group. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Right. There you okay, go, okay, fine. Now that we've got the terminology correct, I shoot from the lip. You're a little bit yeah. more considered. Okay, fine. I get it. I said that Senator Hanson was on the wrong side of the argument. Was I right or wrong? No, you asked me what side she was on, and I said I didn't see her in the chamber. My first response was no, she's on the other side of the argument. That's right. for the industrial relations. She did have good meetings with the uh, NRFA, mm-hmm. um, and she uh, I wouldn't say that she said she would support it, but she was very keen to see, this is in the words I got back from, from uh, Gordo and Chris and Julie, uh, was that she's very keen to work with us to, or work with the NRFA and the industry to get all the um, amendments in, whatever they need. That was on the so trucking I, side. On the trucking so have side. I verbaled her when I said she's more concerned about the farmers being having to pay more for transport? I didn't actually hear you say that. I was the one that said that um, uh, there was concerns about what farmers were being charged. Sorry, Mike, I didn't quite hear you say that about her. No, I have said it. Um, okay. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I apologise. But I, that was my understanding of the. Oh, I don't you think you know, I've got, you know, I I've got a lot of wrong. time for Pauline. I, I agree with her on a lot of things. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Um, I, I like her as a person, person too. Hey? Yeah, I like Pauline as a person. We don't have a yeah, lot. I mean, politics, but we. <laughs> but I like yeah, her. Well. Yeah, I like you as a person too, mate. We don't have a lot of time. <laughs> no. <laughs> The worst, uh, part, the worst part about you, the worst part about you, the more I talk to you, the more I agree with you. It's starting to, it scares people, mate. It really does. Now, you know why? Because we're truck drivers. You see, when we cut all the bullshit, I'm not mm. one of those mad lefty socialists. I'm actually a truck driver 
that went down a different course to say, how can I make a change? Because I've, I've tried it in the workplace and had limited, you know, had mixed success, had some good stuff, had some bad stuff. Went into the yeah. union, had some great stuff, some not good stuff and some bad stuff. Tried my best, was given the opportunity to now take it to the next step in federal politics. Just want to yeah. try, we all want to try and make it better, mate, for where we work. That's all we want to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've had a chance to listen back to a few things that I said a couple of years ago and I, Shake my head and myself, dear, oh, dear Lord, did you really say that? <laughs> just ask Rose, she'll reiterate. Don't you? You <laughs> oh, no, she, she just looks at me sometimes and and just goes, do you actually listen to yourself sometimes, you know? <laughs> anyway, there you go. I've got the same scary. problem. And, it's scary. And you, it's you scary. can actually both maintain a two-up relationship, eh? Yeah, well, I, I've got to tell you, it wasn't always smooth, mm. dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah. My two-up days have come and gone in five days. Mm. Ah, that's it. So, Mike, when you join me on one of my charity runs to Kununurra, yeah. it yeah. ain't two-up, brother. I'm telling you right now. Well, I've already <laughs> told you I don't even want to be in the same cab with you. I'm gonna, we've got to, what we've got to do is we've got to organise uh, like half a dozen trailers. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, we might just, do two doubles. What you want? I, How many trailers I, do you want each? Me, I don't I've want any. I just want to run around bobtail, mate. I don't oh, that's the way. That's I've, the easiest thing I've to do, isn't it? I've got, to, I've got to tell at least three, otherwise I'll feel inadequate. Mm. Yeah. So what are you doing here, tell one? That's right. Right. <laughs> oh, memories. I'm, memories. I'm, I'm, back, I'm back at it, Glenn. I've been out in the daft today. Now, now, mate, tell me all about it. How'd you go? Well, I, it's a truck. And it drives around. It's got a, mm-hmm. a, a seat in it and a steering wheel. And I was very grateful for it being an automatic driving around the M7 in Sydney today because that was a nightmare this morning. Beautiful. Um, the uh, mechanics have been taking the mickey out of me mercilessly. One of them came out with some cardboard and some duct tape and reckoned I knew he was going to put a bonnet on it for me. Um, <laughs> you know. Just driving uh, the doors open. Well, you know, just, pull the way. Let's put it this way, mate. I've I've been wearing my sunglasses so no one will recognise me. But it, <laughs> you know, but having said that, I mean uh, for a truck that's it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's like a ten year old truck, a DAF. Yeah. And <laughs> it's got everything that opens and shuts in it. It's unbelievable actually the technology of it, and it's ten years old. Scary. Mate, 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 scary, isn't it? And it's quite nice to drive. And I'm like, oh Jesus. Oh. The, the Kenworth gods have just struck me dead. Mm. No, no, hey, hey, Michael, Michael, I'm going to give you some backup here. No, no, and Craig, Craig, don't, don't curse me, mate. Mm. I went in to do. It's part of the fundraising for this magnificent thing that Mike's doing. I went in and did a Wuban dog run. Jeez, uh, right. uh, uh, a Sunday week. Okay, went right. in for this. I thought, well, I sit around, just mow the lawns, and then drink beer, or shall I do a fundraiser? So I did the fun, I did the Wuban dog run on Sunday. And they gave me the keys to a Merc. I said, no, no, I think yeah. you got the truck wrong, you know. It's got to be, yeah. it's either a 610 or the freight. Yeah. I said, it's the Merc. You're taking the Merc. I thought, don't they know who I am? <laughs> 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 Climbed up the Merc. I've got to tell you, mate, after a walk. <laughs> oh, look, this is nice. This is quite no. nice. Do you, is it the one with the proper mirrors or the screen mirrors? Uh, no, the proper mirrors, the proper mirror, but the big bars. Hey, mate, you've got about four or five steps to get up in the cab. Yeah, yeah no, they're so, huge, aren't they, those big ones? They're actually so, quite geez. comfortable. I've spent a little bit of time in one, not, not overnighters, but driving them around there. Well, 
Well, Who Craig, let me say let me say this, mate. Going up the Woburn, you got that shit run for us West Aussies, mate. Around south of bloody Miling, up through uh, Pathara, Dalwallin, you were the roads crap. But last week when I did the Cal, I did the Kalgoorlie run on no, the same night. I came back from Woburn, then did a did overnight at the Cal. You wouldn't want. Oh, well, hang on, I wouldn't want to be in a cab over European on certain parts of that Great Eastern Highway between Meriden and uh, and Southern Crow, Kalgoorlie, mate. Christ, mm. you'd go through the roof. Mm. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that in. No, they're not. You'd be back in the camera. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I'm just happy to be back behind the wheel at the moment because I've been driving everyone mad. Yep. Uh, and... and I didn't expect. I didn't expect. You don't have to agree quite. Oh right, yeah. I I I didn't say a word. Backup, right? I didn't say a word. I just hummed. Um, Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we've got we've got five minutes. I got one more question. Far away, mate. You're coming up to uh, the uh, the Hall of Fame for the weekend. Obviously, uh, end of August. I actually, mate, can't wait. You can't wait. And I'm staying at the Diplomat. My friends tell me that's the place to be and the place to be seen. Is, is that right? Well, <laughs> in that case, you'll have to be seen at Uncle's on Friday. <laughs> is that where we're staying, Mike? I don't get there till Saturday. Hey, eh? He's not getting there till Saturday. No, I'm in, I'm in Kananara on uh, uh, Thursday. I've got a Senate hearing. Then Friday morning, I've got a meeting with a heap of people in Kananara, and I get to Darwin on Friday night, and they get down to Alice until Saturday. I can't get there. There's no other way of getting there. Yeah. So you're Can I be at Uncle's the... on Saturday night? No, no, we've got the ball on Saturday night. The red ball, the ball on Saturday. I might be at the ball. I don't know what about, mate. But you better, I know you better be... get old. You better get old of Ben and tell him to get his get get things sorted yeah. out and be at the ball. All right. And, the ball, yeah. and then there's then there's uh, then there's the breakfast downstairs at the Diplomat on Sunday morning. Beautiful. And, and uh, there's a big Chinese food going on uh, on Sunday night, just up the road. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'll check. I'm all over the place. I know I'm away for three weeks, mate. I don't get back to Perth. So I'm definitely there yeah. Saturday, and then I don't know where I'm going Sunday, mate. Probably anyway. back to But anyway, I'll be around. I'm, look, mate, oh, I'm, mate, I'll I'm excited. You. I'll leg you rope you. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll leg rope you. I'll oh. tell you to a bloody chair. Well, I'm looking wait. forward to meeting to meeting Carl, Barry, and Spencer, mate, and their wives. Oh, I'm yeah, really no. excited. And Kelly and no, Ben. This is going to be great. Good. So well, you're the man to put all together. There's a great long list of people we wanted to invite. Yeah. And I was going to I was going to rip it all off now, and I but I just can't remember exactly. Like, I can't find the piece of paper that I wrote it down on. To be honest with you. Didn't you put it on but, your whiteboard? Uh, no, I didn't put it on my whiteboard. Why not? What would be whiteboard for then? I've got, the whole new issue. I've, got the, I've got the whole next issue of Truck and Life on the whiteboard already. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, what? I, I mean, you know. But what I will do, I'll get, I'll get Bob to talk about it on something to talk about on the podcast that comes out next Monday. So have a listen to that, and that'll be the list of people we need to invite up to the Hall of Fame to celebrate the uh, road transport, uh, fest- the festival of transport up there. And I'd be happy to see them. They're going to struggle for, going to struggle for accommodation. But I reckon we can find them a tent at the Hall of Fame. Fuel, How many did fuel. they get there, mate? How, sorry, Craig. Sorry. 
I'm not a hundred percent sure how many. I, I I know that I know that there was. Uh, I, I think it's more than thirty inductees this year. Don't quote me on that. Mm. I'm fairly sure that it is. Um, someone rescue me, Bob. Send me a text message, mate. You'd know um, of how many exactly uh, it is. Let him hang. Let him hang. And uh, the, the Chinese on Sunday night's a bit of an epic. That's an epic experience. I'd have thought you'd have been right into the Chinese. <laughs> Only when I'm talking pre-selections, mate. <laughs> sorry, man. I couldn't help that. You've got to, I couldn't help it. Sorry. I, oh, sometimes oh, I just, mate, you know me. You know me. I'm all Sometimes I'm just. Sometimes I'm just. Uh, too long. A, too long a memory. Mate, here's one for you. Mate, here's one for you. Here, many many careers have been killed over a Chinese meal. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get that, mate. Don't worry. Oh, bloody hell. Don't worry. Anyway, look, I, I don't really have I don't really have much more for you. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. I really do appreciate you coming out and and helping out and doing what you do. And uh, I will say out loud in front of you and all of the listeners, all three of them that um, I regard you as one of the more realistic politicians I've ever had the pleasure of speaking with. And, uh, Good on you, Mike. You should have said and, the only bloody politician, mm. but there you go. Mate. My and, pleasure. And, Mike. And, but, 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 but also as a friend, I think, by now, we've, we've, we've sort of you know, drawn cross swords a few times and, uh, you know, you've brought me around to your point of view on a lot of things, which, once again, mm. is quite scary. So. He's called me a friend too, Glenn, so I think the term's quite loose. <laughs> hey, I've got a bone to pick with you, Craig. You oh. pulled out your credit card to buy a beer. It was the only round we had, then we took off. So I just wanted to run that past for the last show. Where was that at? the next beer. Well, the last show we did on a Saturday night when you said oh. you bought me a beer. And you did, and I appreciate that. Okay. So, guys, we'll go God, buy no, some no, my shout in camera, mate. Hey, Mike, yeah. uh, Craig, thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you in Alice Springs. Thanks, really Glenn. Do. Um, stay safe and all the best for the listeners, mate, and stuff that too up shit and good on the ones that you're <laughs> Okay, I'm doing a single Kalgoorlie Express with only me in the cab. Take care. Catch right you in a couple of weeks, eh? Have fun out there, mate. See right you. Right thanks, mate. See you, Take right care. Right Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Well, there you go, Cedric Glenn Stirl, one of the human beings in Canberra. Yeah, there, there great fella, doing a lot for the industry. So, yeah. yeah, need to support what's going on there. And, yeah, it'll be very soon. We'll be back in Canberra, um, hopefully to make some decisions. Well, I look forward to it, mate, because, you know, I'm a cheapskate. I don't like buying bottles for people. Mm, you're definitely a cheapskate. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, been a good show. Yeah, that's been. Thank you very much for, for helping out as usual. And, and uh, unfortunately, Yogi couldn't be here, but that's life. Mm, that's all right. We've all got to work some days, you know. Yeah. I got reminded uh, before I came up that I'm going to have Wednesday off in two weeks' time too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, my daughter's getting married in Melbourne, so I'm going to be on the plane. Yeah, right. you got a busy couple of weeks coming up then, haven't you? I do, mate. It's going to be flat out. I'll be... As busy as a one-legged man in ass kicking competition, mm, over driving here, yeah. flying there, flying That's here. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Busy, busy times. Anyway, right, guys, mate. next next Wednesday night, we're actually hoping that we're all sitting in the one one studio here. Yeah, we will be. Prior and to we'll... the uh, casino truck show, I think they 
you know, the biggest truck show in the Southern Hemisphere, isn't it? Biggest working truck show in the Southern Hemisphere, I believe it is. Yeah. But before that, we'll be back on Saturday night. We will. Uh, obviously, we'll talk a bit of crap. A bit and, of light um, Yeah, and anyone out there listening who hasn't subscribed to Truck and Life yet, um, don't waste too much more time. Uh, the first edition will probably be getting closed off very early next week. Yeah. Um, www.truckandlife.net.au. Um, look forward to see your subscription come through. But Mike, yeah, back Saturday yeah. night, eh? Saturday night, be there or be square. Right, eh? We better play a bit so, of news, eh? People are busting for it. 